guys, it's Simona and welcome back to another episode of my podcast. Today we're going to be interviewing a very special guest, um, CJ. I met CJ a long, long time ago in the fandom. Um, and while we did butt heads at times, she was a player who or a person who always pushed me to be a better player. Um, and I really appreciated that. And even after she left the fandom, it really did stick with me. Um, and CJ is actually the reason that I found Sequester in the first place. She went on season two, which we're going to talk to her about a little bit. Um, and it was the first time I watched the show and was really exposed to it in general. Um, so that's like really awesome. And the fact that she was on it overall is really, really cool. Um, and so I can't wait to interview her and see what she has to say about it. So let's get to it. Hey, CJ. So if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Um, my name is CJ Gardiner. I was on Sequester season two. I am a social media marketer and manager. And I'm just super excited to be here and like chat with you. This is fun. Awesome. So my first question for you is how did you find reality TV and the fandom? So I actually found reality television through joining the fandom. I didn't really watch Big Brother, Survivor, anything like that on my own before that. So a friend of mine who was actually on my season of Sequester, his name is Colin Barry, was hosting a game similar to what they host in the fandom, those sort of Big Brother-esque games. And he had posted on Twitter about it. I was like, oh, this looks cool. Like, I don't really know what's happening, but I can argue with strangers on the internet. Sounds like a good time. Count me in. So I applied. I played his game. And then from there, somebody who was in the cast was like, hey, you had fun in this. Come with me. I'm going to take you over to this little app called Instagram. <laughs> and we're going to play these little games. And you can do even more because there's a whole community of people that does this thing. And you can play them. And it'll be super fun. And you'll have a great time. So me, alongside a few other people, kind of transferred from Colin's game over to the fandom community. And while we were there and playing games there, someone had told me, have you like seen the shows that you're playing these games of? I was like, no. Like I, I just <laughs> saw Survivor very casually when I was a kid, like my mom would have it on, but I didn't go out of my way to watch it. I wasn't like a super fan or anything like that. So finally, someone's like, okay, this current season, like Big Brother 19 is airing right now. Just go tune in and watch it. Just like, give it a shot. All right, try it out. And so I watched it and I was like, this is cool. Like, this is kind of interesting. Big Brother 19 is an absolutely abysmal season. Right. Like, <laughs> what got me into it. And in turn, I was like, Big Brother's like fun, but it's not really for me. Somebody else was like, no, go watch the challenge. Like this season's also airing. So I went and watched that and I got really into the challenge so it was kind of a, the reverse I feel like of how most people find the fandom mm -hmm. it's like they're fans of this show and then they find this community I found the community and in turn became fans of these shows that's great so my next question is from being in the fandom you know you play a lot of different games um and you meet a lot of different people and just kind of 
overall have like some unique kind of experience that no one else can really particularly relate to. Um, so I'm wondering like what did you like about the fandom? You know I'd say there are definitely some negatives but what did you like about it um, and what did you learn from it and playing games within it? I really enjoyed just the sense of community that was within the fandom even despite all of the drama that would unfold and these issues that people would have with other people I think in general it was rooted in game and I don't think that often things got personal occasionally it did as things do in life but for the most part it was like this is a game we're all here to play this game like we're all having fun and I really enjoyed that people were kind of able to say yeah I'm doing this in the game and I want to be messy and I can be loud and I can be bold or if you're on the quieter side like I can be shy and still be accepted into this community and still have something to say and still participate and that was really 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 nice I think just in comparison to other online communities that I've been a part of be it through doing YouTube or just just in general I do a lot on the internet like I have a lot of different friends and I think that that community had something special in the sense that like at the end of the day all of the people there were there because of their love of reality tv and their love of the game and it really showed uh in terms of like what I learned I feel like I learned how to get along with people better or at least how to tolerate people better Mm. because I'm a very loud person I always have been always will be I'm a bold personality and that's perfectly fine but I know that that kind of rubs people the wrong way sometimes and I've had a very harsh reaction to it because I'm like if you don't like if you have a problem with me why is that my why is that my issue why don't you like I I don't care you don't matter to me you don't matter to my life whatever and I still hold that view to a degree because at the end of the day I don't think that you should be letting other people specifically people that you don't know have an actual effect on you but it was nice to at least get to know other people like we were not really great friends in the community I think at the start like we definitely would go back and forth sometimes and I'm like (laughs) girl come on you gotta get loud you gotta play like like step up for yourself like you can do it I got you like let's go like come on and and I feel like our personalities were not anywhere near on the same wavelength Mm -hmm. but it was like that's okay and like we can still maybe work together or figure something out or you know like it wasn't it wasn't a okay well you're nothing like me so like I don't want to work with you or I don't want to talk to you or I don't want to associate with you it was very I don't know like just there was there was so many opportunities to like build bridges with other people that I mm, probably would not have otherwise yeah yeah I think that makes a lot of sense I also think something that's like really interesting about the fandom is just like the wide variety of ages um and just people of different backgrounds and everything but I think like I don't know especially like us for example like I think back when you were in the fandom that was like what like two-ish years ago you know I was like a sophomore you know sophomore Simona and senior Simona very different people you know and I think everybody grows a lot during I mean just over time and especially during high school and everyone is kind of around that age and so we all like change a lot and so I think it's really interesting to kind of like watch people within the fandom like grow up a little bit um and kind of like watch the new people come in it's like oh you're the new group of little 13 year olds like oh that's sweet you know you think you're gonna do well in this game no you know (laughs) that's 
precious. That's really adorable. But like, I remember when I was in your shoes, I'm so happy that I was not in the community when I was young, because I know it would have been an absolute mess. Like when I joined, I was already in college. I think I was a sophomore in college. Um, so it was very different, I guess, kind of navigating the, the sort of age ranges that existed. Cause there were some people, I think like the more old school came from big brother kick yeah people were kind of around my age range but I didn't have that history that they did so I was kind of exploring the community as one of these younger people but I didn't like I wasn't at that mindset of these younger people and so that I feel like was very interesting to navigate my way through the space as somebody who didn't have that background but was not in like necessarily the the group that I would have fit in at the time. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So within the fandom, you know, there are a lot of different formats of games that are played. There's Big Brother, there's Survivor, there's the Challenge, and then you find more unique ones. Like I've played a game based on like the Mole. Um, I've played one that based on like Amazing Race, like Mario Kart Amazing Race, really fun game. Ben is a great host. Um, <laughs> but you play a bunch of games with different formats, and one of my favorite that I've played and just discovered overall is Sequester. And Sequester is a smaller show that kind of stemmed from one of the players of Big Brother um, and has grown into kind of its own thing. And it's kind of very different from everything else. Um, and you found your way onto the actual show, you know, so you started in the fandom and then you said, oh, I'll actually watch the shows. And then you like actually got onto an actual show so I'm curious how did you find Sequester because I know I found it like from hearing that you were gonna be on it like that was how I found Sequester um so I'm wondering how you found Sequester and like got on it in the first place uh, in the early stages of Sequester like way back in the day it used to exist in kind of this org format an online reality game which is similar to the fandom but I think it exists more on Facebook Mm -hmm. And they're, they're, the original roots of Sequester were essentially rooted in that type of game where it was just a little like week long, everybody's on Skype and you're filming these games, whatever. And those were known as the .0 seasons. There were 11 of them. And Tiffany Russo was a player who had won these one of these .0 seasons of Sequester and then went on to do Big Brother because her sister Vanessa was on BB-17. They brought her younger sister on for BB-18. So I was watching BB-18, and she had made this random offhand comment just to somebody else in the house saying, like, oh, yeah, I won this game called Sequester. And I just, like, heard it. My ears perked up. I was like, oh, what's that? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I want to know. So then I go look it up, and um, The Black Hat, which is season one of The Live, was airing at the time. And I was like, okay, I'll check this out. So I start watching hard pilot season it's very rough to watch i think it's it's good for what it is and that's it like let's never go back there again but when i was watching it i was like this still seems like super fun where can i apply like can i play this am i am i able to like what's up because at the time i was only i think i was 18 so i couldn't do big, big brother, brother. Yeah. like I'm, I'm too young you you have to be 21 for that i couldn't do the challenge too young didn't have a show in my repertoire to say hey put me on your show so i was like all right Let's look it up. I go check. I think I checked like Facebook and they're like casting now for season two of Sequester Live. I was like, put me in coach. So I filmed a little video. I just sat down. I'm like, what's up? Hey guys, I'm CJ. I want to play this game. Let's go. He he he. 
what's up? And uh, he called me back. I, I also sent it to Colin, since Colin was the one who had kind of gotten me into this whole community in the first place. And I was like, Colin. You gotta, you gotta check it out. You gotta apply with me. Let's go. And so we, we both applied. We both got casted on the same season, and it's just been uphill ever since. That's awesome. So I know in the fandom, you know, to get into games, you have to apply, and those applications I think have evolved. You know, I think when I first joined the fandom, it was like answer these questions: How active are you on your phone? What time zone are you? You know, and then you like write an essay, like hoping you get into the game, and then it kind of evolved to oh, now you make a video because it's you. You're playing as you, and you make a video about like why you're gonna be good at the game. And now, in some ways, it's also evolved into interviews. Um, in some cases, but that's like a crap ton of work. Um. I don't put that much in. That's, like, literally hours of your day. I'm sorry. I'm not going to interview 50 people for my 20-person cast or whatever. But some people do. And those are the games that are, like, really in it. You know, really hard to get into. Um, But I'm curious, how is the application process for Sequester, like, different from the fandom? And just what is it like overall? So, for my season of Sequester, the application process was a little bit of a mess because it was now their like first real season of getting applicants after that that pilot season uh where half the cast were people who had already played before so they had an idea of who they wanted to come see uh for this i had to fill out essentially like a questionnaire that was like okay uh what's your name what's like fun facts about you where are you from da 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 like general informational questions same thing that you would see on something like a big brother application or a survivor application they want your generic info and then you also had to make a video and so for the video again it's like kind of that same thing of hey i'm so and so and this is what i bring to the table and then after that there were multiple interviews in which you just sat down in a call with the host of the show with audrey and she just asked a couple questions like oh, why, why do you think you're going to be great on this? And da 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 And that would probably be something similar to the interviews that you're talking about with uh, within the fandom now. Those did not exist while I was still in the community, <laughs> so it was my first time ever having to, like, sit down and be like, is this a job interview? Like, am I allowed to to use expletives? Right. Is that okay? <laughs> is, that, is that all right? Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, but anyway, so after after all of those interviews and calls, whatever, it's like you get a final, final little, hey, can you get on Skype tonight? Like, got some news. And it's like, oh, am I in or am I out? Like, is this a yes? Is this a no? Am I getting my, my spirits crushed? And she's like, oh, you got it. Cool. Uh, have fun. And I think now they've kind of changed it to where your first part of your application is the audition video Mm. which i think saves a little bit more time than having to like fill out the questionnaire and then do a video and stuff like that also i think it's just smarter because if you get that video in that's how you see personalities anybody can write down something on paper Mm -hmm. and sound interesting but i think you we've both seen like within the fandom even how some people are like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to be bold. And it's like, are you a hero or a villain? I'm a villain. Yeah, I got it. And then <laughs> they play the game and you can kind of see like, no, you're not. Right. Okay. Versus with if you have to send in a video or you have to get on an interview and actually talk, people can kind of get that feel for your personality. And it's more authentic because yeah. it's, it's a lot harder to kind of fake being interesting on camera. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's so true. I think, I don't know, especially with, like, the hero-villain type question, I think it really depends on the game and the circumstance. Like, you could really be a villain, but then you get in the game and you're put in a position where everyone's targeting you and then you have to play, like, the hero role, you know? Like, it, it really depends. And so I think questions like that, it's almost better to have, like, a video that, like, shows personality because that's something that I feel like you can really gauge and be like, yes, I like that, no, I don't, like, versus a question that really, like, depends and is more situational. Um, so I think it's cool that they're doing that. So, anyway, small tangent, but you got on, um, which was awesome. Um, and the whole fandom was like, oh my god, someone from here is, like, doing a thing. Like, that's a first. Like, that's kind of cool. Like, they're, like, they're doing, we could do that too. Oh, it's like a real dream. Okay. You know, I think we all kind of had that thought for at least a moment. Um, but I'm wondering what was actually playing the game like, you know, you play these games on your phone in a discord server in a Skype call, whatever. And you can kind of like move rooms to like some extent, but I also expect that it's like different being like in a physical space. Um, and obviously just different from, fandom games or sequester minis and stuff like that overall like when you're really in a house with people like living with them um so talk a little bit about just what your overall experience was like I guess first and foremost it was so much fun I feel like I am definitely the kind of person who does better around other people than virtually because since I know my personality can be a bit grating I think I come across better and more authentically if I'm right there face to face or like right there next to somebody versus just typing it out and so for me I was super psyched because I was like this is my element like I had been a huge um like supporter of kind of within the fandom saying well you can easily sit back and like judge people who are playing these games on your tv but you don't know until you get there. And there's like plenty of people who I, I would have back and forths with being like, okay, we'll get on call then. Like talk to me on call when you don't have time to like type out a response and then delete it and retype it. And so for me, I'm like, yes, I get to do this in the moment. I get to physically be there and I can like really jive with people instead of just having to, I guess, curate a way to come across as genuine online. And so being able to go into the house and it's, it's game 24 seven. Like even though the cameras would be off, like they don't have cameras running 24 seven, like something of a big brother where they have the cameras all up in the house, that production doesn't have that kind of budget. So you would still get those times where the cameras aren't rolling. It's still game. Like the only thought in your brain is what's gonna happen next because you're isolated. So it's not like something where on your phone, you can play this game and then put your phone down and it's like, okay, the game's done for now. Like I'm, I'm going to school or I'm going to work in sequester. You're there, you're in this house until you get voted out. So it's always going. And it's like, you have to always be on, which is great because I am somebody who is always on, Right. but you could see it in some people like, um, just over the course of filming, even though it's only a week long, there were people who were physically drained. Like you could look at them from when they walked into the house to when they walked out and see that that kind of intensity and that pressure was very draining to them. And it's like, oh, maybe this isn't for you. Like, I'm happy you did this and I'm so excited, but it's like, I know you went home and you were like, that was fun, let's never do it again. <laughs> so I don't know, like it's, it's, it's good if you know what you're getting into. And I feel like it's a lot easier to kind of imagine what you're gonna get into and versus like being there. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And I think it's very true. Like, when you're there, you're, like, in it. You know, it doesn't go away. There's no other things you can do. Whereas, like, when you're on your phone, there's very much other things going on. And, I don't know, the crazy thing I think about the fandom, too, and I'm very much, like, in this right now, is, like, you can play multiple games at once, and then you're trying to think about, like, all the 20 different situations that could happen instead of, like, all the five, you know? And, like, that's, like, the worst. Um, <laughs> yeah, the the juggling of people if, like, you're in an alliance with with this group of people in one game, and then the other game, it's, like, oh, I'm not working with you at all. And it's like, okay, I have to make sure, like, if I backstab you, it's only in this game, and, like, you know, and I damage control it, so that in the other game, like, there's no issue. Like, we're good. We're still fine. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's crazy. No, that's the, that's the worst, I think. Like, when you're in multiple games with people, like, I can do multiple games, but if you put me in two games with the same person, I'm just like, well, either I'm gonna hate you in both, or I'm gonna love you in both, so, like, choose one, because that's what it's gonna be in both, you know? Um, because it is, at the end of the day, it is the same person. Um, I'm wondering a little bit about, like, kind of what the competitions were like, and just, like, I don't know what playing the game really was like for you. So, playing the game, it was, it was very intense, because I, I feel like I wasn't able to do a ton of mental preparation for it just because the game that i had seen before was black hat and i think we were made aware that we would not be using the same format for sequester season two that they had in black hat but i had no clue in terms of like what kind of twist i didn't watch the point oh season so some of the twists that we had were twists from the point oh seasons but i didn't know what those were i didn't know what happened and then come to find out like a solid, I don't know, 25% of my cast were people who had played the point out seasons. I'm like, mm. well, you're familiar with this. I didn't know that. Good to know. Thanks. Right. Um, but it was, it was so, so intense just kind of navigating it because with Big Brother, with a survivor, you know what you're getting every round. Like every round you have your challenge for power or immunity and then somebody's getting voted out. That's it. With Sequester, each round is something different and you don't necessarily know what's coming. Even if you did have an idea of like, oh, well, the the highest even votes, that's like a twist, so we could get that. There's no guarantee right. that you're getting that. Like, that round has shown up once in the past four seasons of Sequester Live. That's right. it. There's no guarantee. And so it's very, very intense kind of trying to navigate that that round-by-round round gameplay. It's also super fun, though. Like, it keeps you on your toes, and I think more so than anything the reason why people play these sorts of games be it in the fandom or go on reality television is for that sort of intensity and that thrill of like what am i going to do next where am i going to go how am i going to navigate this situation and in sequester i feel like they turn that dial up to 100 because yeah. there is that that element of uncertainty uh, in terms of the like more physical competitions it's interesting to see kind of how they they work around sort of uh like making equalizers for them because mm -hmm. in sequester it's not like the challenge where there's girls elimination guys elimination whatever everybody's doing whatever battle matches whoever's in there is doing it it doesn't matter like they're not going to change it because it's a guy or a girl or it's somebody who's six three versus somebody who's five two which we've seen happen and that was a little bit of a mess in season three but it happened and sequester's not going to change it just because of something like that they do a pretty good job of making those competitions equal and 
with the opportunity, even if something is a little bit more physical, there is always a large enough margin for error to mm-hmm. where a physical, like a, a physical threat is not just going to win in a competition because they are the one with more muscles or right. the, the physically domineering player. Um, so that's really, really nice. Really fun. Really cool. Yeah, that's cool. And back to like the voting twist kind of, that is something that I really do like about Sequester because in Big Brother Survivor, you know, every round, like, yeah, like the competition's going to be different. Like it's going to be a different sort of veto. And oh, sometimes there's like a twist, but in Survivor, it's like, okay, we plan around an idol and we vote someone out, you know, it's like very like, not like straightforward because none of these games are straightforward, but Compared to Sequester, where you really never know what's going to happen, like, you could be voting someone out, and then they could be, like, dragging someone out, and that adds a whole new level of strategy, because then you want to vote someone else, and not the person who's actually going home, and all of that, um, and so that's something that I really do like about Sequester, and so, I don't know, I just think, like, that's really cool, and definitely sets it apart from the other shows that it is kind of grouped in with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my next question is just kind of, how has your life been different since then? I feel like I, I stepped out of the fandom after I did Sequester. I was kind of like, all right, that I had my fun in this community. I had my fun doing a real show. It's time for me to tap out. And now I feel like I, I still have those friendships that I've built in these online communities but it hasn't really affected my life beyond that. Like there's new people in my life and I'm so, so thankful to be able to be surrounded with these people that I've met, but I am perfectly fine with it just being, okay, you're my friends. I don't ever need to step foot into one of those online communities again. Like I'd I'd been there, done that, was great. Don't ever need to do it again. Like I would happily play like a Discord mini. I think those are wonderful those little one night games right and then it's super fun yeah and i've done a couple i've dabbled i'm i i could not imagine now after having done something like in a real house and like being in that physical situation no amount of online game is going to be able to stack up to that so now i've like I, I, I applied to Big Brother last year they they had all stars so obviously i wasn't getting that right but (laughs) haven't applied this year i'm pretty sure they closed the applications oops but like i would love to do a a real like tv show and i'm crossing my fingers i'm crossing my toes that the challenge one day looks at sequester and says you know what we'll we'll count that sequester counts as like a show that we're gonna pull people from because the the challenge is so intense and i love that i'm i'm a super fan of the challenge like big brother i'll watch it every summer cool survivor i'll watch it occasionally the challenge i am tuned in like i'm currently watching this season team lolo jones she's crazy but i love her um but i don't i don't even know like there's just it's it's affected my life in my in my mentality it has not affected me in terms of like in in any significant way i would say yeah and i think i think that's great and i think that's like totally healthy So, I like to end every episode with a top five of some sort, and so my question for you is, like, top five, like, sequester moments. Of all time. Oh my goodness, there's so, there's so many, so many ways I could go with this. I think, 
I have to say Amanda throwing it back in season two. I think it's absurd. Like, I remember in the moment thinking, this woman is, like, 30 years old and is just twerking on another grown woman. What is happening right now? And it was great. It's hilarious. It's iconic. I think that's one of the more memorable, like, individual moments of two. Can't go without mentioning it. Um... (laughs) The Kingdom round in season three, I think the Kingdom twist as a whole is really, really nice, but I think season three executed it a lot better than they did in Black Hat in season one. Mm -hmm. Um, Tori and Cameron are absolute beasts at the game, and I think that was just prime example of how they they knew what was up. They knew what was up, and they they got what they needed to get done done. Number three would have to be in season one, Black Hat. Gotta give it some love. Uh, Way James Lee giving away his LOS to Cammy, who was literally asleep. Like, there was a girl asleep, and he walked in and said, here's my LOS. It's yours. That's it. Like, she was sleeping. I, I, I can't even make up something like that. Like, that's just... It's a moment. It's a moment. It is a moment. Um, <laughs> Uh, from recent, like, season four just aired, Date Night was really, really good. Um, the way that Jacob and Natalie just plotted on Muna's downfall, it was, the scheming that was happening, like, I think that's some, something that makes Date Night as a whole iconic is how much scheming can kind of happen without anybody noticing it, because everybody's, like, one-on-one-on-one. It was, it was amazing to watch, like, it was just there was a lot of strategy going on there and i really enjoyed it and of course my personal favorite season two final four round table i hated it (laughs) hated every minute of it absolutely loved getting to do that drag that was a moment i stand by it to this day i do not care uh but i think the the final four round table and that sort of drag is so important it has become so much like so so ingrained in the core of what sequester is Mm -hmm. and i think now since since the iteration of minis has come up and people have started to do this like reverse the drag idea i i like it less because i think people are kind of able to say oh well i want to drag you and you can like argue your way out of it or say oh no i don't want to and switch your mind whatever when I made my drag choice, there was no talking me out of it. Like, if there was the option for me to switch, I wasn't changing. And I I really enjoy that. I just I just have to, like, stroke my own ego there. It's so fun. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> Alright, well, it's been so much fun talking to you, CJ. If there's anything else you want to say, go for it. I don't know. Like, I'm just so happy to be here. I really am. And I, I must say, like, if anybody listening is, like, into reality television try playing a game online in any platform like you can find those communities on facebook on instagram on twitter give one game a go and just see what it is like because i think it is just a fun experience you can make some friends out of it and on top of that like we're in we're in covid times like everybody's quarantined nobody's really out and about doing anything if you're bored and you need something to do on a friday night Go play one of those one-night little minis and go wild, go crazy. Just see what it's like. Have fun. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I'll see you all next time on the next episode of Simona's Reality.